Hey friends, buckle up for a new episode of the Seller's Journey Podcast with Uvaro CEO, Joseph Fung. In this episode, we had the chance to catch up with Courtney Garnett. Courtney finds himself in a situation we all aspire to, selling a product we actually resonate with. See how a passion for driving, a love for solving problems, and the natural ability to have a great conversation lead Courtney to where he is today. You're going to enjoy this one. Courtney, thank you so much for joining us. It's good to see you. Good to see you too, Joseph. Thanks for inviting me. How are you, how are you keeping today? I'm pretty good. I uh, just finished work not too long ago, but it's just a normal uh, Wednesday. Oh, but it's not any normal Wednesday. You're doing short weeks, I think you said, something like that? Yes, yes. I'm on a four-day week for the uh, for the summer, so this is kind of like my Thursday. Okay, this is sweet. People are listening and are going to be saying, how do I get myself some of that four-week you know, work schedule? Um, let's let them know where, where they can find you. Uh, can you share for our audience? What's your role? What's your company? We're going to have a great conversation, but give people some context. So I work for a company called Alert Driving. Um, and so we're a technology company uh, that specializes in driver risk management software. So my title is Global Driver Risk Consultant. And I work with companies to get to the root causes of their driver deficiencies. And then I work with my team alongside with the company's team to develop an optimal solution um, specifically designed for their specific fleet needs. Now, this is really cool. This is a far cry from where you were when we we first start to work together. Yes. I mean, uh, marketing, banking, like this is, this is going to be a fun journey. Um, to help set the stage, because we want to talk about your story, all you've accomplished, and all the lessons you've learned along the way. If we kind of rewind the clock to the earlier part of your career, mm-hmm. uh, can you help people understand a little bit about, you know, what was that like in banking and marketing and what were the options in front of you? So I guess I've kind of always been interested in technology as a whole. So Banking was kind of just my first real job, if you want to say. Um, and so then after that, I kind of got a little bit more into the marketing side. Um, that was pretty cool. Figured out how the internet works and you know um, <laughs> social media and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then around the beginning of 2020, um, I was on vacation and then the pandemic hit. So um, coming back from vacation, I was uh, informed that I was uh, just temporarily off work. So... I decided to take that time to kind of retool myself. I saw some of my friends easily transition to working from home. So I was like, hmm, I think I need to get one of those jobs where you can work from home. So <laughs> um, I, uh, I heard about Uvaro from a friend. And so I decided to take a look. Um, it seemed right up my alley. Um, it was going to teach me the basics of tech sales. So I decided to join. Now, there's, there's so much that was packed in there. Like that, that kind of the signal to noise ratio and the answer was just really powerful. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta ask. That sounds that's a savage experience. You're on vacation and you're laid out. Uh, where were you? What happened? Yeah, so like basically, I was I was in Mexico, and um, I actually I remember they canceled the NBA, and I had called one of my friends I was going on the trip with, and I was like, "Are we still going?" It was a bachelor party, and he's like, "We're going." I was like, "All right." <laughs> so uh, we went down, had a good time, but then slowly as the trip progressed, we heard the news from back home, and. Uh, then we decided that you know we should be responsible in quarantine um, just to make sure that no one would be knocking on our door a month later asking us where we were. So mm-hmm. uh, we did that. Um, but in that time, my workplace expected me to be back after vacation and not off. And then some other things happened. So long story short, um, I was just temporarily laid off. So that's when I took the opportunity to take a look at Uvaro. So 
it sounds like a disruptive, painful experience from a lot of facets. Uh, you were considering a shift. And uh, I mean, you know, we, we know like the spoiler, you end up Uvaro, you know, this amazing role you know, in the tech industry. But if you rewind and think about um, your past self, you're at that moment where you're like, hey, my job has just changed and I've got the opportunity to reflect. What were the things you were considering? Like, what were the options in front of you? What was going through your mind? What were your priorities? Honestly, it was really just to find something quickly. Like, I didn't, I, I like to keep busy, so I definitely wanted to find a job. But I also wanted to find something fulfilling. Um, and I took it as this opportunity because I had a lot of time to think. Um, I knew I wouldn't be back to work for, you know, at least a month or two is what I thought at the time. So I just took that time to really think, what do I want to do? What do I want to be doing in my day to day? Sorry. Do I like what I'm doing currently? And it's like, not so much. And it's like, do I feel challenged? And it was not so much either. So I took this as an opportunity to do something that I've never done before. So I'd kind of be forced to be challenged, um, to rise to the occasion. And when we were chatting before the podcast, you said that, uh, I think you said you had the opportunity to be in, in sales or go into legal. What, yeah, what, so, those are two different directions. What's up with that? Well, what I said is that people always said I should get be, either be a lawyer or a salesman. And uh, I don't want to defend guilty people. So I just decided to go into sales. I, I think that's a, that's a good plan. I agree with this. <laughs> okay. So fast forward now a bit. You're considering, uh, you know, Yuvaro is a program. You're looking around at your options. Uh, what what was going through your mind? What were the things influencing your decisions as you were considering enrolling in a program like Yuvaro? Um, I was actually I had no clue what I was getting myself into. Like I, I knew about sales, and I knew that I didn't want to be like the typical sleazy salesman. I didn't want to mm. push things down people's throats. So I was kind of confused as to like, are you going to teach me how to do that? Like that's not what I want, right? So I was kind of weary of that being the case, but it wasn't at all. Um, it definitely showed me the the good side of sales, the helpful side of sales, where you're actually helping people um, solve problems and not just trying to force something down their throat kind of thing. And you were doing this right in the middle of the pandemic. What, mm -hmm. what was what was the classroom experience like for you, your your peers, your uh, you know the folks in the cohort with you? What was that like? It was actually a blessing in disguise because obviously everyone was kind of quarantined and you couldn't see people that often. Um, so it was a good chance to meet new people. We're all kind of in the same situation. We're all doing the same thing now. We're all transitioning into um, a new field. So it was good to see that there were other people doing what I was doing at the same time. It was, it was really good. Nice. Yeah. When you think about the uh, experience of the program, uh, were there any specific highlights that stuck out to you? You know, things where maybe it was a really helpful learning or a fun experience. Like what, yeah, what was the highlight? Well, a lot of the the practice and the role playing of situations that you got to do, I thought was really helpful. Um, someone could tell you how to do sales, you could learn about a product, but actually being able to practice back and forth um, with the instructors, with your classmates, I found that the most helpful. Um, even in my current role now, um, I still practice um, my pitch and different angles that we have to take on things with my coworkers. And we do this almost on a daily basis just to stay sharp and to refine things. Like we're all listening to each other, talking on the phones, and we pick up that, that one line that sounds good. And we, we like to meet up and talk about it just to make sure everyone's on the same page and everyone can be successful. Nice. I, I love that uh, description of what you're doing right now. Is there anything that you know, is standing out to you now as a useful learning that maybe didn't seem as much of a useful learning back at the time in the program? Being curious. 
Um, don't just ask questions, get the answer you want, and then be happy with that. Go a little deeper, right? Um, that I found that working with clients, it shows that you you care because you're, you're moving past just the initial uh, answer. And it also makes you look more of like a subject matter expert so if you can ask the right questions, the right probing questions. That's awesome. Um, I'm thinking about the folks who are in the program right now who are um, kind of listening to these interviews, picking up what's worked, what hasn't. If if you were chatting with someone who just got into the program, you know, last day or two, and they're figuring out how do I get the most out of this? Hmm. Is there any advice you'd have for them? Just be really engaged, ask questions, especially of your instructors. Um, I remember all the guest speakers that came through, definitely ask them questions. If you can do your research beforehand and, and really prepare some, some good questions, it's, it's really helpful. Um, you're not going to come into contact with people like that day to day. Um, so if you could take advantage of the guest speakers and ask really good questions, I think you get a lot out of that. I, I love that that was your advice because I remember how in the classes and afterwards your peers, it always stood out that you took advantage of every opportunity that was, was put in front of you. And so I think that's a good example. Mm -hmm. um, one that pops out from that is you did the, you took advantage of the residency uh, after the, the training program. Mm -hmm. uh, can you share a little bit about what that was like for you uh, to go through that three month uh, internship? It was definitely, um, jumping into the deep end per se, mm -hmm. right? It was a, uh, it was a, start, a company that was just starting up. Um, I was one of the first BDRs. So working closely um, with leadership just to develop a plan of attack and um, just learning more about how the business was formed was uh, actually pretty cool. Like sometimes I've worked at companies in banking where you're kind of just a number and you're not really going to be able to talk to the senior people like that. So the ability to work very closely uh, with the CEO of the company and learn how he started the company and what his vision was for the company uh, was definitely very cool. Now, the company you're at is larger and HyperComply, where you, you did your residency, is a lot smaller and earlier. Uh, looking at that difference now, um, you know how would you how would you reflect on that time working closely with the CEO? Like that can be a double edged sword. Uh, it actually it actually helped a lot. Okay. Um, I think part of my in my interview process for my current job, um, it was my ability to speak to a CEO like he was a normal person. Sometimes people get in front of people and they get apprehensive or might feel like they don't wanna say a certain thing, but I was very straightforward with the CEO in, in, our, um, in my interview. And that's the thing that he liked. He's like, most people wouldn't say something like that. Um, some people try to over talk sometimes, but I was very succinct in my answers and what I said to him and even if, I didn't initially think that's the answer that he wanted to hear. It was the correct one. And I think he respected that. Now, you said the, the residency, that internship was jumping into the deep end, first BDR. Your current role is more like an account executive, right? Yes. And so, yeah. How would you describe that transition? What was it like? Uh, folks that are listening in sometimes don't know the difference between the roles or or you know, the work that's being done. So what jumps out to you is the big differences between your, your first role and where you're at now. So in the first role, it's a lot of more um, obviously question asking, just gathering information, looking for the right fit. And then transitioning into the new role, it's more um, going a, le a level deeper than in the questions that were asked before. Um, initially, you can think that a client is a good strategic fit, but after diving deeper, you may realize that um, they may not be, or you may learn just more information about the client that um, could help move the deal along smoother. So 
Nice. Now, what I also love about your journey is that you've got this huge variety of industries. I mean, uh, you've got security tech and, and kind of compliance, and you've got uh, HR tech and like recruiting, you've got transportation tech. Uh, as, as I look at that, that looks like this massive variety, but there's got to be commonalities between the roles and your experiences. What do you think have been the pa- common patterns as you've advanced in your career? It's really genuinely showing that you care and that you're not just trying to sell something. That's kind of kind of what I lead with when I, when I talk to a client. Is I'm not really trying to sell something. I'm really just trying to learn about you at first, right? Um, of course, I have a product. It'd be great if you wanted to buy it, but... I really want to build a relationship with them, knowing exactly what they do and what their day-to-day is like. Um, that way I can better help them um, with with our product. So just, yeah. When we first started chatting, uh, you mentioned how you really didn't want to be that sleazy salesperson, like jamming products down people's throats. Uh, what you just described there sounds like the polar opposite. Like I just, I want to learn. If you want to buy my product, that's great. Uh, that must feel really good. It does. It seems a lot more that you're helping people, which is natural and easy for me. And I think most people find joy in doing that versus kind of selling someone who wears a size nine, a size 11 shoe. Right. I love that. That is so, so accurate and bang on. Um, I'm curious now. I feel like you could have had the, the pick of roles of wherever you wanted to be. What drew you to your current role? Uh, like what, what was so compelling about the company or the role? Why choose them? So for me personally, I just like driving. Some people will play video games for two hours. I'd rather get in my car and drive two hours somewhere, right? That's just me personally. Mm. So I drive a lot. I've taught many people how to drive. Um, I like to critique other drivers on the road. So <laughs> Don't I, uh, we all? Like, seriously. <laughs> so um, I felt that I had a good background knowledge, independent of me knowing specifically what they did. I felt that I had enough background knowledge uh, that I could, I could definitely be an asset there. Um, and then definitely just looking at the structure of the company, um, it's very lean, um, and very efficient. So there's not a lot of redundancy, which is good because it means that everyone's important and valuable. Um, you're chosen to be there for a reason. And so every day we are pushed to be our best. So that's kind of, um, a a huge draw to the, to the company. So I, I love the, the personal connection there. Um, but our own personal driving experience has got to be different than the customer you're selling to. I imagine it's like fleet managers or other, who, who would you typically interact with day to day? So yes, it'd be fleet managers, um, safety leaders, um, sometimes people in HR that are uh, in charge of training. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to look at the problem from different facets. There's obviously the fleet managers that maybe, you know, are getting into their drivers are getting to a lot of collisions, so they want to reduce those things. Um, from the HR trainers, maybe there's high turnover, so we kind of want to reduce that. Um, and then when it comes to the safety people, they're always in, they're always want things to be safe. So if your insurance company knows that you guys are training uh, your staff at the highest quality, I think they'd be pretty happy with you too. I, I love the comfort that comes out of your your voice, your expression. Like folks who are only listening to the podcast, you can't see Courtney's massive grin. It's like <laughs> the energy is fantastic. Um, and I imagine you're you're working from home, like you talked about earlier in the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, can you help me? Can you just juxtapose like what was work like 
while you're still in banking and in marketing and how is that different from your role and what you're doing now like what, what jumps out as those differences I feel that my work is much more valued now. I know that it is. I'm asked for my opinion and not just to regurgitate facts. And so since I have to give my opinion, I have to do my own analysis, I have to think, um, it makes me want to work harder, right? It's not just like I'm just pulling something off the internet and telling you about it. I have to really think about this and, and give my, my opinion on it. So. Um, that's what I get to do currently now in my, my role. In my prior roles, a lot of things were very heavily process-driven and not a lot of room to, not, not a lot of wiggle room, I should say. So everything's going really well. Uh, I'm hearing these this great story about your work environment, your relationship with your uh, kind of like managers and supervisors. You've spoken about how great it was to work directly with a CEO. Uh, but I mean, the journey can't have been all perfect. You know, there must have been some bumps along the way. What have you learned along the journey? And uh, maybe what are some of the rough spots that you could share? Just don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, I got to do a lot of mistake making at Uvaro, which was good. Um, free of charge, <laughs> you know, there's no penalty there. Um, but yeah, just don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, I remember we were doing a lot of video and I would take like 30 takes sometimes. And I'm like, you haven't gotten anywhere. So I kind of developed the rules of, if I was doing a video, three max, three takes max, and you're going to pick the best one um, because people want to know that everything isn't rehearsed. You're talking to a real person. So if a couple ums get thrown in there or you mispronounce a word, at least they know this is not a pre-recording. This is kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's genuine. I love that. And, and I, I felt that <laughs> you do the five, six, seven. Yeah. By the time you get to eight recordings, it feels like you're never going to get it. Yes. <laughs> I like the three rule. I got to hold myself accountable to that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. So you're at this role. Uh, you're, you're selling globally. Uh, uh, I got to ask, is global uh, actually like a euphemism and you've got a territory in your local area? Or, or are you chatting with customers that are all over? What does global mean to you and in your role? It's exactly as it sounds, completely global. Um, just even today, I had a client that was in Mexico. Luckily enough, I have a Spanish-speaking uh, colleague who is helpful enough to, you know, help me uh, help convey some of the messages that, that weren't being heard properly. So that was good. But um, yes, I've dealt with clients in Europe, in the United States, in Canada, in Mexico. So it's great just to talk to different companies. You may know an American company, but you're talking to their European division, right? And you realize that things maybe run differently over there than they do over here. So it's just a lot of learning about how companies are structured and, and how they operate, which is actually pretty exciting and cool to learn. Okay, this is great. And the experience sounds awesome. Uh, if folks are listening in and they're thinking, you know, how can, how can I help out Courtney? You know, or you know, if, if they're thinking, hey, I know somebody's got a fleet manager title, you know, are they a good person to introduce you to? Like, what should people look out for to help you? Uh, what, what would be a good lead for you? Um, well, anyone that has a fleet of drivers, um, over 500 would, would be would be pretty good. Um, and anyone who's just looking to foster a safety culture within their company, uh, that's what we really help do. Um, without getting into too much detail, our software kind of hits at the root of driving, which is driver's behavior. Like everyone's been driving for, if you've been driving for a couple of years, you may have developed some bad habits. And um, we work to kind of, point out those bad habits to you, uh, make you question them, and then kind of take you on the journey to show you uh, the right path. 
So it's not it's not just a bunch of animations and multiple choice questions. We have a unique take on it. That's cool. That idea of, of that kind of micro learning and, and dripping those in is such a better way to learn. I love that example. But but journeys never finish. You know, we've talked about where you're, where you you kind of yeah carved out the beginning of your career, your time in Uvaro, what you've learned and done since then. Mm-hmm. But let's cast our eyes forward. You know what's what's on the horizon for you? What's next? And, and no, I'm not asking you, are you going to like leave alert or take another job? Just like, bro, big picture. Let's, let's take this big picture. Where do you want to head? Well, big picture for me, honestly, I love this consultative role. Um, it was, I remember when I got the title, I was like, I want to be an AE though. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and my boss was like, well, we don't, you're not necessarily just trying to sell. You're trying to be a consultant, right? And we want to take the consultative approach. We do our research. We get ahead of things and we help people. And so that's kind of where I want to continue. Um, I enjoy it. Although it's my first year, maybe ask again next year, I'll let you know. But (laughs) as of now, um, I definitely want to continue on this journey as a uh, consultant. That's awesome. And if you've got somebody else who's, they've just finished Uvaro, they're saying, hey, maybe I want to be that AE or that consultant, and they're taking their options. Any advice for them? Go for it. Um, Also look into other avenues. I would say that before I, when I was a BDR and I was kind of deciding, do I want to go the AE route or something else? Um, I didn't want to be a solutions engineer. That was something I learned in Uvaro. I didn't even know that the position existed. And it, sound, it sounded right up my alley. I thought it was something that I, I really wanted to do. But as I learned more about the AE role or the consultative role, um, I kind of chose that path. But I would definitely recommend to people to look at all different positions that you could be. You may like customer success, right? So. It all depends on on what fits your your lifestyle. Courtney, this has been amazing. I'm so grateful that you're willing to share your your journeys, the high points, the rough spots. I'm very jealous of your four day week, and I'm <laughs> hoping that you get a chance to enjoy the extra long weekend. Um, for folks who can't see the show notes and they want to get in touch with you, what's the best place for them to reach you? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Courtney Garnett on LinkedIn. Drop me a note. Uh, I always reply pretty quickly. So yeah, it's the best way. Awesome. Thank you so much, Courtney. I have hope you have a wonderful day and I'm looking forward to chatting again soon. All right. Thanks, Joseph. Have a good day. That's it for this episode of the Seller's Journey Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe for more episodes, connect with us on LinkedIn, and join the movement towards finding career success today.